It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from the heartland, where investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Paranoid Banker Podcast. So you really bring up a good point. And the point is, um, what kind of things should you be thinking about doing other than understanding the basics of multifamily. So let me give you a couple of examples. So here, um, so if we were to write down the basics of multifamily, here's what they would be. First of all, location, gotta have a good location, okay? Secondly, gotta be able to have good cash flow. All right, third thing, you gotta be able to analyze the property, underwrite it, make sure it's gonna be a property that's gonna be a winner. You know, do, to the best of your ability, you wanna make sure it's gonna be a winner, right? So, um, uh, so you got those things going and there's, you could say four, you could be a good asset manager. How, how do we reduce expenses? How do we increase income and really increase the NOI? How do we increase the value? So those, those things I just described to you are pretty much kind of the foundation of being good at multifamily, pretty much, right? So those four, those four or five things I described. However, what a lot of people do when they make the mistake of just limiting their knowledge, their study, their um, time invested in just those things, whether it's, you know, whatever books they read, podcasts they listen to, videos they watch, all that kind of stuff, which by the way, we just said this is the foundation. Right, so I mean, this is like the stuff you gotta know. <laughs> Obviously, this is the stuff you gotta know. But the other part of this that we always need to be thinking of and spending time on is the, what I call um, human relationship side of things. Okay, the rapport side of things, the communication side of things, and really at the end of the day, the daily cares of doing business side of things, okay? So, how much of the information that, for example, let's talk about you, and we're talking about, you know, some of the podcasts that you're listening to, a couple books you've read, I've read them, you know, we shared a couple stories about that. So, What's the last thing you listened to, watched, or read that had anything to do with how to be a better communicator? Okay. Um, what's the last thing you listened to, read, or watched that has anything to do with how you need to be a better leader? A better leader. Okay. Um, probably nothing, or, or maybe if you got lucky, it was maybe sprinkled in with what you're looking at, because none of that's part of the foundation stuff that we just talked about, is it? Is it? But here's the problem. The problem is, if you're not really good at those other things, let's just say leadership, because that's an easy one to kind of pick out, you know, pick off the tree here. Leadership, if you're not a good leader, and you're out there working 
on owning, investing, and being, you know, one of the better or hopefully the best multifamily owner you can be, you're going to have a lot of frustration and a lot of problems. Because you're going to be really good on like the number side of things, but you're going to struggle on the relationship, communication, daily cares of life, leadership things that we're talking about. Right? Pretty much. And so the thing that I tell people, and a lot of times they don't want to listen to it because it's it's not sexy, it's really not fun, um, there, you know, there's there's not a lot of direct you know correlation from knowing this to you know income or wealth in pocket kind of thing, but it's super freaking important. So let me give you like an example. So this is our um, company manifesto, okay. So we just updated our company manifesto, you know, so we talk about what our five beliefs are um, in terms of it, you're not an employee, you're an owner. We believe you're, you're not an entrepreneur, you're a leader, not surprising there. Uh, we are Heartland Investment Partners. We believe you're not one of our vendors, you're actually our partner. And so, you know, we go on and on with our five main beliefs, okay? now. What does any of this have to do with multifamily? Not a damn thing. <laughs> okay, not really, but it has everything to do with multifamily. Everything. Because if you don't get like the leadership part of this down, or you're not working on it, you're going to be a very, very stressed out, frustrated, and... Um, and disappointed person. You really are. And so, um, so number one, number one, you want to make sure you work on this too. And believe me, I hate it. You know, there's always, you mean I got to do this too? I got to work on that. I mean, I was already working on these eight things. Now I got to work on the ninth thing. Yeah, you do. You do. If you want to be a freaking high, high performance multifamily owner and investor. You got to do it. Of course, you can be average or below average and, you know, just do a few things to just get by or, um, you know, be uh, and not pay attention to this. And your results will reflect that. Your results will reflect that. Okay, so the big lesson that took me a long time to figure out. And by the way, it's not like I figured this out right away. I, I didn't want to go down this road. Um, I mean, I just want to uh, look at property, analyze it, buy it, run it, um, <clears throat> build wealth with it, and uh, build a legacy with it and move on. I prefer that. But reality is you've got to be a really good leader that envelops all of the other daily cares of life, communication and interaction with other people and being really good at that or as good as you possibly can. That's part of the whole puzzle is that. And I would say if, if you are kind of frustrated with where you're at with multifamily right now, and especially if you own some stuff. So if you own stuff, 
whether it's just a few units or hundreds of units or thousands, it doesn't matter. And you're continually frustrated, uh, tired, worn out, ready for a vacation. Um, this is probably one of the main reasons that's the case. Probably one of the main reasons. Okay, so that's number one. Uh, start getting good at that if you haven't started working on that already. Okay, number two, and this is important too. So part of being a really good leader in what you do, especially in our multifamily world, is you better be ready to stand out, go to bat, uh, that's a term we used to use anyway. Go to bat and really do everything you need to do to support your positions and your opinions as a multifamily owner. Okay? And so let me tell you, let me let me give you like the dichotomy of this, like the worst thing you can do, which a lot of multifamily owners do, which surprises me, but they do. The worst thing you can do is sit on your hands, keep your mouth shut, be quiet, and hope others like us will help move the marker forward in multifamily progress. That ultimately then helps you. So in other words, most owners depend on other owners and others in the industry to move agendas forward that will somehow benefit them. And even in times of where they need to be standing up and taking positions and fighting things off that are, that are um, not in the best interest of a multifamily owner or investor, and there's a long list of those things we could talk about um, in our minds, uh, most sit on their hands you know, and uh, think about it and remain quiet because they don't want to ruffle any feathers. They're worried about what people will think of them. They're worried about being seen and what that'll mean and what people will again think and what will they say? What will the social media people do? What will the media do? So they're all worried about this. <clears throat> which is why they sit on their hands and they're quiet and they keep their mouth shut. The bottom line is this. You are uh, able to voice whatever opinion you want whenever and however you want it. I mean, that's the way it is. And that's the way it should be because we live in a country where we have something called the freedom of speech, the freedom of thought, the freedom to explore and go in the direction that you honestly feel you want to go. And part of that means there will be people that disagree with you. There will be people that don't see things your way. There will be people that have no interest in what you've got to say. And there will be a lot of people that have a very poor opinion of you because of what you think, what you believe, and what you say. That's just reality. 
Um, and so you got to be real thick-skinned about this. You need to be thick-skinned and move forward with whatever agendas you've got versus sitting on your hands, keeping your mouth shut, and being a little mouse in the corner, hoping that all the other mice are going to work everything out for you. So um, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this the end of, excuse me, already, beginning of February in 2022. Um, and I just mentioned the date because I know all you guys know this, but you never know when people are watching or listening to, you know, to the podcast. Um, so I throw that out there because right now what's, um, what's in the news, what's in the news is uh, there's a company called uh, Spotify that is a podcast and video streaming platform. If it's not the biggest right now, it's one of the biggest. I don't think it's bigger than YouTube, but it's like up there. Millions of subscribe, subscribers, okay. And there's a podcast uh, hosted by a guy named Joe Rogan. It's the Joe Rogan podcast. And most people listening or watching will know who Joe is. and um, So he has a podcast on there. And um, on the same streaming platform, um, you can also be an artist. So like music, for example. So there's a, mu there's a, um, a uh, rock and roll guy by the name of Neil Young, old time guy. I mean, he's been around for many, many years, has had you know a handful of classic hits, um, has a real pretty big following. Um, and a lot of people like Neil Young. I like Neil Young. I like Joe Rogan too. So I like them both. Okay. Um, so by, so what's going on here on this same streaming platform, you got these two guys sharing with, you know, hundreds of thousands of other artists and people, they're sharing this streaming platform. Well, Neil Young has basically said, Hey, uh, I, I either Joe Rogan goes off the platform off of Spotify or I do. Okay. Either one. Um, cause I'm not going to be on the same, uh, platform streaming platform. Again, it's called Spotify, uh, that he is. Okay. Um, and here's why, uh, Mr. Young doesn't agree with Mr. Rogan's, uh, guests that he has on his podcast, what the guests are saying. And in some cases, what Joe Rogan is saying, he doesn't agree with it. So he doesn't like what's being said. He thinks it's wrong. He thinks it might be misleading. Okay. So he is he's either saying, hey, either he goes or I go. And as I'm recording this, I think he actually left. He being Neil Young and Mr. Rogan is still on Spotify. So why is this a problem and what does this have to do with us? Well, let's talk about why it's a problem. And then I'll tell you what it has to do with us multifamily people. Why it's a problem is, again, it gets back to what our opinions are. Um, we can have any opinion we want, and just because you disagree with it doesn't mean it's the wrong opinion. It's just wrong in your eyes. It's wrong based on what you think. But it doesn't mean that you are right, I am wrong, or I am right, and you are wrong. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. But what's happening in this country is if I don't agree with you, you're fucking wrong. You're not just wrong, you're fucking wrong. And uh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong if I don't agree with what you're saying. And the funny thing is, 
Nobody knows who's right or wrong. That's the funny thing. But we should be entitled in this country, we are entitled in this country, to have whatever opinion we want, no matter what anybody else thinks of it. And so to want to leave and either you go or I go, just because I'm taking a position you don't like, come on. That's not, that's not what our country was founded. That's not what, well, how our country was founded. It's not, the, it's not what's been going on in terms of our beliefs and what the Constitution allows us to do and say. Um, here's another example. So I'm watching a TV video a couple days ago. And there's a guy walking down the street wearing a Trump shirt and a Trump hat. Okay, Trump shirt and Trump hat. He's walking across the street. Some guy comes up to him and knocks him on his ass. He like hits him with his forearm. Boom, knocks him on his ass. He goes flying on the ground, hat goes off, and the guy's standing over him, you know, yelling all sorts of profanity at him, what an asshole he is, what a jerk he is, what a dumb, who does he think he is, by wearing that kind of stuff on this street. Okay, are you kidding me? The guy can wear whatever the hell he wants to wear. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you like it or don't like it, if you're turned off by it or not turned off. Now we are knocking people down and hitting them in the face just because of that. I mean, I see a lot of things that offend me all the time, but I'm not running up and I'm not doing anything, saying anything. Why? Because they all have the same right that I have to have whatever opinion I want you may be right, I may be right, it doesn't matter. We have our own opinions. Why? Because we have the freedom to have those opinions. Okay, and we're turning into a country now. We're having this thing going on, and the media is helping this a lot, where um, you are just wrong, 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 and you're so wrong, here's what we're going to do to you. Here's what we're going to do to you. Okay, now aside from, you know, super, super extreme things that can, you know, violence and all that kind of stuff, we can have the, any, any opinions we really want to have, okay? And we can believe whatever we want to believe. Um, that's what we've got here in this country. So why do I make kind of a big deal out of this freedom thing and we have our own opinions and who's right and who's wrong and we can't, why am I making a big deal out of this? Because when it comes to us as multifamily owners, we have to be prepared to back up whatever our positions and opinions are because of what we think. And we should be able to do that. We should be able to do that without fear of being, um, fear of retribution, fear of violence, fear of, um, you know, somebody throwing a tomato in my face. We should be able to do that, okay, in terms of working on our agenda as multifamily owners, okay? So, um, you know, and our agenda is providing safe, affordable housing for folks, pretty much. 
What it doesn't provide, for, an ex for example, I'll give you an example, because it'd be, be easier if I use an example. One of the things that I stand for, in a big, big way, my opinion is, we will not allow anyone to live in our apartment communities that has uh, a credit score of under a certain number, okay, or a criminal background problem, and or an eviction background problem, okay. So, um, in other words, if, if you have a long history of violence, a long criminal history, um, you have a really bad credit score, you've demonstrated that you can't pay anything on time, uh, we're not going to allow you to live in our apartment community. That's just the way it is. Um, and I feel pretty, um, I'm pretty firm about that. I'm pretty firm about that. And those are my qualifications. And I have no problem in voicing my qualifications and telling people, look, you have to follow, here's our guidelines for you to live here. We want to have you live here. We'd love it if you lived here, but here are the guidelines, okay? Got to follow the guidelines in order to live here. Now, some people would tell me, well, that's housing discrimination. You should allow anyone to live in your uh, apartments, Mr. Garman, because everyone has a right, is entitled to live and have a roof over their head and live pretty much mostly wherever they want as long as they can afford it, which is another subject which we could go for about a half hour on whether people can really you know, afford that or not, but we'll leave that part alone. Okay, uh, how do we figure that out? Who says and all that, but we'll leave that part of it. There'd be a lot of people that have a different opinion than me on this, a lot. Probably a lot watching or listening to this week's podcast probably feel that, hey, anyone that um, has good intentions, that um, uh, feels they can uh, really get things, either they've turned their life around or they're working on turning their life around. Uh, anyone that does, that feels that way, deserves a roof over their head, Mr. Garman, even though they don't have a certain credit score, even though they've got a criminal background, even though they've got a history of either violence or a history of whatever it is. So you shouldn't have any criteria, Mr. Garman. Anybody that um, is out there looking to live in an apartment, as long as they feel they can afford it, should be able to live in your apartment. That's total bullshit. That's not happening in my units. That's not happening. And I will tell anybody whenever, however, that's the way it's going to be. Now, here's why this is important. A lot of owners, investors won't do that. They'll keep their mouth shut. They'll keep quiet because they don't want to have any kind of negative feedback from anybody on it. And that's just one example. So as multifamily owners, and really as leaders, you've got to take positions and you've got to talk about um, and take, uh, take into account that you're going to need to stand up and stand for something in most cases stand for lots of things. 
that many people do not agree with. And if you choose not to do this, especially as a multifamily owner on number one, you will, like I talked about before, having to do these other things, you will have a really hard time as an owner doing as well and really having the multifamily business pay off for you, whether it's monetarily, mentally, whatever it is, how you feel, as much as it possibly can. You gotta really be ready to stand up and, and really take charge and really make your feelings and your opinions known. Okay, especially if it really affects you personally and those that you care about personally. Um, same goes really as being a leader. So if you really want to take any kind of a leadership role, if you're running your own multifamily company, you're running your own multifamily community, like you, you manage and you manage quite a few. I mean, you got to be ready to, and, and look, I'm not saying you get up in the morning, get your placard signs up and you start walking the streets. I'm not saying that at all. That's not my point. My point is you've got to start taking responsibility for having opinions and making your opinions known on issues that are important to you no matter what people think or feel because it's the way of not only what this country was founded on in like a big, big picture kind of way, but in terms of being a, as a successful apartment community owner or investor like you, as you can be, you gotta do that. You have to. Because if you don't, if you choose to sit on your hands and you choose to be quiet and not say anything, and hope it all works out, you're already losing. You're already losing, okay? So, let's kind of come full circle here, okay? As a multifamily owner, um, these are the things that are important, all right? These are the things that are important. It's not just about good foundation, it's not just about uh, the numbers, good location, um, condition, being a good asset manager, uh, being able to increase your net operating. And so all that's important. But full circle is it also includes those leadership things that we talked about, especially making your opinion and your um, positions that are important to you as a multifamily owner and important to those that you care about moving forward with those and being prepared to do that and take on whatever kind of negative um, feedback you may get because that's part of being really, really good at this. That's part of it. And if you choose not to do it, your progress is just going to be that much slower. Okay? All right. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com. Thanks for joining Darren Garman's Paranoid Banker Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.garmanblog.com.